Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Lowering the Tone with me, Meet Katie. This time round, we're going to do something different. 30 minute mixes from myself and Ben Coder. Interview wise, me and Ben chat about the future plans for Lowering the Tone and the closure of Lot 49. This episode, we're going to keep the chat to a bare minimum, let you enjoy the mixes. Anyone after a track listing for this show, head over to lowerandtone.london. If you hit subscribe, we will mail you one. Just before we get into it, I've got a few people I must give a shout to. Matt Cuthbert, Graham Scott, Tom Ray, Tom Taylor, Andy Companies, DJ Shem, Malcolm Corey and Luke Smith. Thank you so much for your generous donations. Let's get into the music. Those people are 
Oh, oh, oh. 
What exactly do we do? Let's just say it's too hard to explain. if you're after a track listing you need to go to lowernatone.london and hit subscribe after this track I'm going to be handing the reins over to Ben Coda 30 minute exclusive mix from him alright
Davis, and you're locked into lowering the tone.
maximum respect to Ron and the future for creating that acid sound at the music box. Suck, 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 suck,
listening to Ben Code for the last 30 minutes. If you want a track listed for the show, you need to go to lowerinatone.london and hit subscribe. Okay, let's get into that little chap. Exclusive. Hello, Ben. Hey. <laughs> I was just trying to think when the last time I was here sitting with you with the microphone in front of me was, which must have been just over a year ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah for that, for with yeah. red wine as well. Yeah. <laughs> so probably about the same amount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't by the end of it. We yeah. ended up a bit loose. <laughs> a little bit loose. Anyway, where, where should we start? Um, it's, uh, I don't even know where to start. Maybe we should start with the end and then start with the beginning of the new thing right well uh lot 49 i guess um yeah i mean we did have a question through because we we obviously asked all questions before we started doing this yeah we did throw um, it out to the facebook people threw it out to the facebook crowd um and there's been a few questions i think like we're gonna have a look at those in a bit but i mean there's the one key question that came through to to me which was why have you stopped doing lot 49 so i think i mean Obviously, it's a question for you, Mark. So. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll leave the floor to you. The best way I can just sort of describe it is that we'd achieved everything that we'd we'd try, set out to do. You know, I'd, I'd reached all the things that that I, I'd ever dreamed of as a label manager and as a, as an artist on a label that you know I owned. Um, we'd exceeded the expectations. You know, that starting a label and what you're going to do and how's how's it going to pan out. I, I managed to travel the world off the back of um, Lot 49. It was great, you know, and I was working with, you know, one of my best friends, um, Dylan Rhymes, and um, we just had a fantastic time. And it kind of got to the point where I started to feel that the best years were behind us, not in front of us. Mm. Um, and when when you sort of feel that way you kind of i started to feel like i was was just part of a machine of knocking out music and it just become a little bit regimented and i i I kind of felt that somehow like i just my create my own creativity seemed to suffer from being a being a label which was you know almost becoming part of the wallpaper because i mean there, there were so many releases out in lot 49 weren't there I and mean, how many in total uh, have there been over the I years think it was like 30 36 or 37 albums uh, <laughs> and i think we were 135 singles that's bigger than most like major labels you know it's quite yeah of, it's just, um we did not that it wasn't a major yeah. label but you know, like, well, you know we, kind yeah. of mainstream major labels yeah. um yeah we we cranked it yeah <laughs> no yeah about that yeah and um you know, I, I we kind of went through loads of different phases. You know, I, you know, we started out, you know, as a sort of as a breakbeat label mm-hmm. that liked techno. Mm-hmm. So we often, in, you know, put sort of like you know, kind of four four tracks on. I mean, I, 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 it sounds so stupid when you say four four because it's not. It's just it means a, nothing though, really, does it? It's, okay. it's, it's <laughs> a, just beats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we we kind of tried to break the mold a little bit. We were we were the you know the the breakbeat label of house people's choice, if that makes any sense. Um, people that like house music, you know, weren't offended by the type of breaks. It was, it was one done. of my routes into breaks was was through what you were playing because you were playing more of the four four breaks, you know, back in 
sort of the you know the the early two thousands really, yeah. and that's when I you know started coming to gigs and seeing you, and it was and then there was that crossover, and then you know it was the route into breaks music. So for me, that's yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it, and it's it, that was it was one of the crossover labels. I definitely. didn't know that. Did you? Oh, <laughs> no, well, there you go. Oh well, yeah. yeah you learn something new every day, don't you? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know we had a, we had quite a strong progressive feel. Yeah, you know so. I ended up doing a lot of stuff with Bedrock and Saw recordings, Satoshi Tomi, and, you know, it, it kind of, it sort of, as the progressive element and breaks become a little bit more, it, it was viewed as deeper. Not that it was deep, you know. Anyone mm. that's heard me play know that I, I play a kicking set, you mm. know. Um, well, I think I do. Yeah, you <laughs> haven't to kick it out, yeah. <laughs> I, I do, I do. <laughs> um, But as that kind of changed, it sort of moved slightly and the, the American style of breaks seemed to take over as a, as a EDM and electro house was taken over. Cause that style of breaks is a bit different, isn't it? It's I mean, very different to what know, our roots were, yeah. where, where we felt comfortable. And that seems to be to me where the break scene is, is going or has gone already. Well, maybe well, yeah, it's, I, maybe it's kind of disappeared off down the path and you know, there's, I, I, you know, look, I, I've got to be honest, you know, in the break scene, you know, the only label that I think is absolutely outstanding is Punk's, um, mm. Stanton's label. It's mm. not, it's not that I play all the releases, but they've, they've defined the sounds. Uh, it works for them. They've got crossover appeal. It's, it, 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 it sticks to the Stanton's roots, which is garage. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how they started out. And I think that they, I think they, they've done a fantastic job, and they they're, mm. they're they're weathering the storm. Yeah, um, it's not taking anything away from that kind of new breaksy sound, but that's it's no, just, yeah, it's just, it, it is what it is, I guess. You know, yeah, yeah, no, no, you know, um, you know, lots. I've lots of friends that don't like that sound. But, yeah, um, and I have lots of friends that you know like cheesy breaks. They, yeah. they like well, it's a, it's a, yeah. There's, there's a big scene for it out, and yeah, you know, especially huge. out on the stage, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we saw on New Year's when we were out there. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, very, very popular. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just started to, you know, with Lot Forty Nine, just kind of thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure where we fit. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of felt, I felt a bit of a slave to what we were releasing, rather than like trying to shoehorn music that I like into a genre, rather than we just release it and it, it does what it does, and and be proud of the music that we're putting out. So I, I felt sort of like a slightly obligated to the to the scene. Did you also and, feel some sort of slightly obligated to the way that genres have been defined by people kind of other than you, like, you know, the record stores and stuff like that. So you feel like sometimes you need to kind of fit in with what they've defined as a certain genre. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. You know, is that like, you, you should know yourself mm. is that we've put some of your tracks. Well, not we mm. put them in is that they were chosen to put in the break section. Yeah. And they, they sold well. Not yeah. that they were breakbeat tracks. It's just that, like, people, people that were like, vibe. oh, well, it's yeah. not 49. Well, you know, they, they get free parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, with, you know, how this affected me was that, you know, I just started to sort of feel uncomfortable making my own music and mm. trying to put it out. And at the same time, you know, my business partner, Marvin, um, it, you know, he, he kind of lost interest before I did. He, he 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 felt a little bit sort of like eh, this isn't what I want to be doing, and you know he's got other stuff that he wants to do and other things he wants to achieve, and um you know he was he was you know we, we we're still good friends you know it was, there's no animosity at all this wasn't a a relationship mm -hmm. breakup this was mutually decided that we 
we just wanted to stop doing it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and unlike, you know, I'm not, you know, a lot of labels when they, when they decide to shut the doors, they do a greatest hits and they do this and they do that of like, Oh, and you know, we're going to shut on this day and this is going to be our last release. I, we just sat down and went, should we shut it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we shut it on Friday? <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> and I literally took all the music down that was available. Press the off all switch. The, yeah. <laughs> literally, it was like I turned a light off in the room when yeah. I was finished. <laughs> and yeah. um, I really like that because to me, it was like, that was really punk rock of like, do you know what? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. But see ya. See ya. And I, yeah. and I, I mean, you know, we both noticed that. I mean, a lot of releases have, have now gone yeah i know yeah. you know i don't currently this moment in time i don't have one original track that's available to buy it's only remixes uh, because i owned all the catalog all my meat Katie catalog mm. so i am um, you know we're sitting on all that archive stuff before before we before we do anything with it which we will get to later in this conversation mm. but um <laughs> i just liked i liked that i like that do you know what we're going we're gone and and i and i i'm you know thank you for all the all the comments i was incredibly humbled by the stuff that was posted on all the pages there was so much love i know i was surprised i was i was shocked actually and um yeah thank you that that really meant a lot um and it kind of made me think why have i shut this fucking label (laughs) i think it's been a big part of people's lives you know it's been around for for many years and there's been such good quality output on lot 49 and it's probably got a lot of people you know like with me as well it's got me into certain music genres as well and it's a big label for me and you know i think it it means a lot to a lot of people so you know that's probably why there was that kind of you know that big outpouring of you know, I guess there was emotion. no build, there was no build up as well. Yeah. We we didn't go. Oh look, we're going to shut then, and yeah. we're going to release a few releases because yeah. these are our big releases and stuff. Yeah. We were just like, Do you know what, we're going to shut right now, and um and then it was. I mean, our stuff was taken down off all the sites even before. I mean, like at about an hour before I actually made the announcement. Mm. Um, so. I kind of like the way that we've done it because I think it's the best way to do it. You know, you just cut yeah, it off. Like, That's I'd, it. Yeah. Why, why bother fucking rinsing yeah. it? You know, why, why bother? You know, is that you know, I you know, I wasn't shutting it down because I was retiring. Mm. I just wanted to. I wanted to start a new chapter in a new book. As simple as that. When I when I shut down Whole Nine Yards, which was the label that I run before Lot Forty Nine, which I run for six years as well. Um, I run it for six years. So I have friends going, this label's going really well. What the fuck are you thinking? And it's like, if I didn't shut that label, I wouldn't have started Lot 49. Mm. So I think sometimes you just have to... Have yeah, to just, sometimes yeah. it's time for something new, isn't it? You've got yeah. to. You know, don't want to be defined by something for the rest of your life. No. You need, you know, you, you need to have some balls. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I just, you know, it's not, you know, I was very proud of everything that we've done. I was very proud of what we achieved. Mm. But at that moment in time, I just... I, I needed something new and I do need something new. And, you know, it, it was something that I just felt like I, it, I just felt like a daytime job running for a process. Yeah. You know, whereas now I just, I feel, I feel, you know, I'm very excited about what's coming up and I'm very excited about like the future. Which kind um, of, I guess yeah. it neatly takes us on That's right. to uh, <laughs> the next stage in the evolution. So just, do you want to start telling us about lowering the uh, tone? Right. Um, 
Right, well, you're interview, your interview with you. Yeah, Jesus, it's good, isn't it? This is different. Yeah, um, I like this. Yeah, I feel a bit <laughs> on the spot, that's the case. Yeah. Um, no, but... Uh, but Lowering the Tone's been around for a while, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you've been doing the Lowering Tone podcast for... Is it? Probably a year. A year? Yeah. Maybe a little bit over a year. Yeah, a little or bit something. over a year, yeah. Um, I haven't done many. No. <laughs> this is, yeah, number 13. It's not because I'm yeah. lazy, it's just I was bogged down running a fucking record yeah, exactly. label. <laughs> um, but I think what I think, you know, what happened was that is, well, it is, is that um, I was having a great time. I am having a great time. I love this podcast. Anyone that listens to this podcast regularly knows that this is something that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy putting the music together. I enjoy interviewing the people that I meet, um, discussing all the stuff we're doing, interacting. Uh, it's so interactive as a, as a entity. Um, and it kind of gets to the bottom of things as well. That's what I really like about it is cause you know, you, it's not just reading off the same old questions about, cause you know, I did quite a lot of interviews and, and, and people just ask me, you know, you know, what, what have you been doing for the past year? What have you got coming up? Tell us about your next releases. What yeah. gigs you got coming up? It's like, okay, cool. But this, this kind of really, delves down it gets under the skin a bit nitty gritty and you know it's and it's not just about a producer or you know it's not just about um you know djing and stuff it can be about promoters or or, you know it can be it can be about anything you know so it's that's that's what i really like about it yeah you know the same yeah i think what this is why you know we've ended up um, discussing the things that we're discussing doing the things that we're about to do is that we have a similar take Mm. is that yeah you know, is that there, there, there's room for this? Yeah. So you know, while I, while while I was doing Lot Forty Nine, I was running this podcast, which I was loving. But I was doing this as a very much like whenever I grabbed a moment, I'll try and do a podcast, mm. which is it's ironic because it's the thing that I enjoy doing the most. Yeah. So like you know, now I've got and I you know I did post stuff out saying what am I going to do with that void, <laughs> which is Lot Forty Nine. Yeah. And um is basically just how can i describe it i i guess um slowly but surely work work with all the people that i like to work with and the people that i genuinely feel connection with. yeah connection yeah. and you know and turn lot turn lowering the tone into a into a bit of a collective mm. um expand into releasing music mm. so you know it's not the you know you can call it a record label but you know it's just it's an, a bit more than that it's an though, extension you know, it's, it's an extension on yeah on on a kind of you know it's kind of work in progress because because i don't know anyone that is doing a podcast that's slowly expanded into a a, a label you know we we've brought on some other people which we will get to mm. you know the Basically, we turn turn this into a collective, mm. and you know, it's, it's 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 about more than it's becoming about more than the podcast. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of right. it's just kind of expanding the name out, um, and obviously, you know, we've we've got quite a, a lot of music that we're writing and that we've worked on, and you know, that's that's going to come out onto the label side of things. Then there's the podcast side of things, which we've both got some ideas about who we'd like to interview and in the podcasts, and you know, kind of. Um, and what to bring on that point of view, but then there's there's kind of like the the media aspect of it as well. So. Yeah, you know, the, well, this is you know we've brought in we've brought in some. I start Matt Matt Miles who done the artwork mm. for uh, Lot Forty Nine, yeah. who also has a label called Death Proof Recordings, which is fantastic. Very good label. Yeah. Very good label. He's he's kind of basically sticking with us, 
and going to be involved in the graphic side of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we've brought on a guy from Amsterdam that I've 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 met and I've become friendly with called uh, Dan Van Dahl, who's a, a visual artist. But he's a little bit more than that because he's a graphic designer as well. So he's got just tons of ideas. And while I was out in Amsterdam and I was playing, we got a chance to actually discuss lots and lots of things about sort of the the visual element. Mm. And he's absolutely right. He's like, I couldn't be more underrepresented in the visual market (laughs) if I tried. But it's important to have that visual element. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. You know, it's kind of, it's gone beyond just having, you know, an MP3 preview of of whatever you're doing. You know, you've got, you've got to take into consideration YouTube now um, because a lot of people just go straight there to look for their music. So to have that little, that visual element, you know, big visual element is going to add you know, it's going to add a whole load more, and you know, well, I, I do. it's a whole multimedia offering, isn't it? You know, it's well, of... when you when you're looking for a track or when you want to hear a piece of music, mm. I the first place I go is YouTube. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, we were hanging out the other day, and like we were looking for music, and the first place we were going was YouTube. Yeah, and every time yeah. I every time I look for music, the first place I go is YouTube. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, I you know, we, you know, we we have, we didn't make any videos with Lot Forty Nine. Yeah. you know, this is something that it's a, it's it's something that I've learned the hard way. Mm. So when we release stuff on lowering the tone. You know, we're going to be represented in the visual market. Yeah. Um, because we, we, obviously, I can't do it myself. I don't know anything about making, like... It's a very specialised thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. or Eclipse. I, I have no idea. So it, it was perfect to meet someone that says, you know what, this is what I specialise in. Yeah. And I was very... Um, I'm pleased that he said, yeah. And I said, mm. uh, look, you know, I'm trying to, you know get together a load of people that mm. are like-minded that want to achieve something, you know, would you be interested? And he said, yeah, definitely. And Dan has expertise in VJing as well, doesn't absolutely, he? So, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, so there's you that can take it to live shows yeah, too. Live yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we, I'm one up from what I've done in the past <laughs> already. Um, you know, the, and with the show, you know, you know, obviously this, this all sort of stems from a podcast that's, you know, the the idea of the podcast originally was to be able to play anything that I liked um, and chat to anyone that I thought was interesting. Um, interesting as an interest, sorry, interesting mm-hmm. person. So when when we started chatting about about you know how to expand it, the ideas that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. you were quite passionate about. Like you could do this, you could do that, and yeah. I was sitting there thinking. Well, why would I do it when you're already passionate about <laughs> what you're talking about? You know, may, you know, may, maybe you should come on as a, a, a not not even a co-presenter. Run, run your own shows. Obviously, yeah. we got ideas above just running our own show mm-hmm. separately. But the way that you were discussing, like you know, but there's all these people that you know that like from the festival circuit, yeah. from the free party circuit, yeah. from areas that I a you know, I know, but but not to depth and the level that mm. you do, and also the way that you, the way that you were talking, were very passionate, and I thought mm. this is what this would be perfect for yeah. to to enhance this podcast. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the same way that you do, I know a lot of people have got you know a lot of great stories about where they've come from, um, and probably a lot of good advice to give to people who want to learn about you know the dance music industry or people who are just interested in it. You know, so. Um, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to doing some interviews. Yeah, yeah we've also got we've got we've got the ideas of um, maybe doing some roundtables too. So yeah, yeah well, this know, is just, this is the, this is kind of where, where yeah. I think this is the ultimate goal is yeah. that we can actually sit down with 
you know, maybe four people from, you know, different genres. Yeah. And we can have a little sort of chat about music. See and, what happens. And life as yeah. well. Not, not just music. Yeah, it's not just all about music. It is about life and it's about where people have come from and their story, you know, because that's where the interesting stories come from. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's why people see, seem to identify with the podcast is that they get to hear about a a DJ producer or promoter that they like mm. and then they actually hear something like yeah. rather than just a soundbite on, yeah. on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. You know, and they actually get to hear like them speak about their own life. And I, you know, that's something that seems to be missing. I've got to say the one recently that really caught me was the one you did with Sid. Sid Grish, yeah. 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 Because that was, you know, that was all about how he got into you know, promoting in America and the whole, yeah. the whole Burning Man thing. And I've, I've not been to Burning Man yet. I really, really want to go. You know, it's, it's, on, my, it's on my list. Um, but just it, listening to the stories and, yeah. you know, how he got into it and how it all evolved and stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. You don't get to hear that anywhere else. But know? also, you know, he explains clearly. It's like, it's easy to go, oh, Opulent Temple. Like, yeah. And you just see it as an, an entity. It's just you, a brand, yeah. It's just, where, uh, yeah. But he explained what they, what, requ- what they require for you to get involved and yeah. how to get involved. And it, do you know what? It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's like, you know, sign up, you know, do some... Do, come and do, talk to us. Yeah, come yeah, and talk yeah. to us. Get do involved. a little bit yeah. of work. Get involved. Show that you're, you're, you're keen. Yeah. You know, and then it can expand from there. And, and, and that was, for me, it was kind of a bit of an eye-opener too because I was already, you know, we were discussing stuff at that time about mm. what to do, you know, with One Slot 49 shuts down or, or what not to do. Um but it kind of, it, you know, Sid's taken it was like, you know, it's amazing mm. what you can achieve with a bunch of like-minded people. And Absolutely, I think, yeah. I think that that kind of, that sort of helped sort of reinforce the idea that, you know, building a collective is mm. the right way to go. You know, it remains to be seen, you know, it's still work in progress. Everything's work in progress, though, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, it is all about networks and it is all about collectives of people all working together on, you know, a local scale and then on a global scale. So, well, that's it. Yeah, you know, the more, the, the further I kind of get into the dance music industry, that's really what it is. It is just networks of people and then it's amazing how small the world is in the music industry you know we're going back to when i used to do whole nine yards we had like um because we we used to do our own distribution we had we had we had separate distributors we were Mm. but we didn't work like a hub so the way that we would do it like um my my business partner at the time he he distributed loads of loads of different labels but he wasn't a distributor he was like a broker Mm. but he would have like 30 or 40 distributors worldwide and he would do all the exports himself yeah we would sell a lot more records than our counterparts yeah. uh, at the time because we had direct dealings and those direct dealings meant that we had personal relationships yeah you know and this guy this sort of slips into why we've why we've decided to bring bookings in-house yeah is for that reason yeah. is to have direct contact yeah um not have an agent that has, you know, a list as long as your arm of mm-hmm. DJs from different genres. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, um, Sarah, um, are we allowed to call her Sarah? What's, it, what's her real name? She's Sarah. She's just Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember her real name. I do know her real name. <laughs> All I can remember is scientist spelt yeah, wrong. Well, it's just scientist spelt wrong with like <laughs> kind of a it. side trance sigh on the front. But, yeah. yeah. So Sarah. But Sarah. she is actually a scientist. 
Yes, so that's the that, irony that, in it. That's the oh yeah. <laughs> so who's stupid? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, no, so Sarah is a real scientist and she's come on board to help us realise our dreams, I guess. Um, and whip us into shape. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she can, well, I'm dyslexic, but she seems to, she seems to have a good, good grasp on the English language. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, so the bookings, bring, bringing the bookings in-house, mm-hmm. what that means is that we can... We can actually do things that we want to do and approach people mm-hmm. into areas that we're trying to achieve something rather than try and do sort of blanket email outs of like, hey, do you want our DJs? Because a lot and of the time as well, I think you in particular get associated with, you know, you might have been associated with sort of the, the type of breaks that maybe you didn't want to be associated with. And then that would have been, you know, the agencies you work with might have been punting that out to promoters who, you know, maybe weren't booking that kind of music. So we, yeah. um, so now at least we can be a bit more targeted about it. And Yeah, know. and also a bit, like, be a little bit, it's, it's sort of a conscious booking rather yeah. than, when, when someone books you, I would prefer it if they were listening to what you're currently Absolutely. playing yeah. and go, right, yeah. I'm going to book this guy because yeah. I like what he's doing right now mm. rather than, oh, I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, oh, and he's done that. And, In the yeah. past. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, you didn't pay your Fabric Live CD. <laughs> really yeah but that was about eight years ago so (laughs) so yeah that's the reason why you know we're slowly trying to put together a team of people to just kind of um just to make sure that we're doing it the right way um and i sort of i guess that brings us nicely on to the um we we haven't closed up the doors yet so you know you know i said to ben earlier when when we were chatting it's like you know how do you feel about about new artists and you know he's you well you're his totally <laughs> you're in front of me yeah I'm here <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> um, um, you know your response is the same as mine I yeah like, totally you know, I mean I think, I think we need yeah there's, there's always space for new artists and one of the things that we're really thinking about doing I mean we'll probably get onto the releases in a bit but is putting out remix packs and actually asking people to remix our tracks um and then you know if those tracks are good enough, then we'll put them out. You know, yeah, well, you know, work towards kind of like building new artists, not just yeah. established artists. You know, yeah. it, it, it's an easy sell. It's just keep getting names. It's, it's it, that's the yeah, way to totally, do. It. Yeah, you know, and then you just got this like labeled as is just only based upon new name, yeah. like um, existing names. Whereas I think I think it's nice to break some ground. Definitely, you know, definitely. Um, and it's, it's here's something fresh you know? I suppose it's different now that like mm. anybody can start a label technically it's not yeah. that hard yeah you know we'll just you know you just go get a distribution deal and you can knock yeah. out knock out your own music and stuff but it is nice to be part of something mm. you know and you know if if someone turns up who's too good to turn down then we won't be turning them down no and I don't think that we have the you know, there's not the limitations that there were over the genres, I think, before as well. So, you know, if someone if someone puts in a really good sort of Tech House or Deep House remix, there's no reason why it shouldn't come out. Absolutely. You know, you know whereas I think Lot 49 would have struggled yeah. towards the end to be putting out the kind of techno that I play and I like. Yeah. Um, and anything deeper, yeah. you know, we would struggle to because we were just, we're sort of becoming known for kind of, 
the brakes label that's not quite brakes, <laughs> basically, <laughs> which is a bizarre place to yeah. be. So um, let, I just got to say is that if anyone has any demos, don't send mixes. Please don't send mixes. Only sell, send original tracks that are, that are available. Don't send the stuff that's out. That's just pointless. If you want to send me a promo, send me a promo, but don't send a promo to this address. If you have a demo that is music available, please send it to Nadia at London. Okay? And um, we will share it if it's good. Yeah. I, you know, don't worry about emailing us and chasing us. If it's good, we'll be beating your door down to sign it. For sure. You know? So, um, yeah, don't write off any, any... A lot of labels, you know, stuff doesn't get heard. Um, it does end up you, you you are just wasting your time sending it to them, but this won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, keep an eye on the website because we will be announcing the remix competition yeah. soon. Um, I'm not. Sh- I think we're going to do Dog Eat Dog first. Yeah, aren't we? Yeah, um, yeah. which was released on um, Lot Forty Nine, but we 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 was going to do a remix package, but we didn't. So we're going to do a remix package on that. Yeah. So we we are looking for a little. Um, we're going to do a, a remix competition. We will be getting some established names after I just said we, 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 that's not what we're all about, but we will. Um, but we will want to break some new artists as yeah. well on that. Totally. Um, so keep an eye on the website. The that, website. Kind of, that sort of takes us nicely onto the releases, doesn't it? Yeah. The release schedule, tunes, releases. Tunes. Yeah. Um, right. So um, let me just say the website. It's www. Sorry, I did butt in there on the website. That's all right. Just at the wrong time. You're just bullying me now. I know, I know. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's uh, London. Very simple. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with, with, um, with the releases, Jesus, we have a ton of archive stuff to get up, mm. which is old material that, you know, a lot of it's mine, it's three albums worth. And... Um, I think I counted it up as about it's over a hundred tracks. That's a lot that of music. I need to get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we just we 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 sort of messing about with Matt Miles at the moment, try, who, the the art guy, trying to come up with um, an art concept for the archive material. So anything that I've released on Lot Forty Nine will be available through Lower Tone in next five years because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how long Due it's gonna take. yeah yeah but we're gonna we're gonna try and get out quickly <clears throat> um and we have some new material um yeah yeah i mean i i'm i'm working on a new album at the moment yep so it's happening um when it's going to be finished, I'm not too sure, but the tracks are kind of slowly taking form. Is, so. this, the, is this the first Ben Coder album? Oh, it's the, it's going to be the first final Ben Coder album. <laughs> I mean, there have been attempts in the past, but I've just never got there. But I'm, I feel like I'm really in a position now. You know, I've, I've been I've been working. I've done two albums now with Nanoplex, so I'm kind of more in the album mind set of doing things. And um, yeah, this you're one conditioned. Is, I'm, I've conditioned myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah, hard it is to hard. sit yeah, down right hard. now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a year's worth of work. But um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm also since you know the, the Nanoplex album. You know, I finished that at the end of last year. I've been kind of just thinking about what my sound's all about, um, and it's taken me a few months. You know, I had a bit of writer's block at the start of this year where I was just like really 
really struggling to get the tunes out but you know i've kind of feel like i've got over that now and it's and it's it's evolving a bit you know it's getting back into that progressive techno sound um a bit more prog coming into it um and also working with lowering the tone you know doing this lowering the tone um launching a new label and it being fresh means that there's no restrictions and there's well, no limits one. anymore it's day one so yeah. you know we're, it's really nice for me it is so, from day one. exactly so it can be kind of reinvented and redefined a bit so um, there's a few bits and pieces that I've done. There's a few bits and pieces that are halfway few, through. Um, and yeah, it's 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 happening and evolving quite nicely. So I'm not going to put a time limit on it. But, um, <laughs> well, you, you don't know. need to. You've got, no, exactly. We've still got so much still got quite a lot of stuff, stuff in the archive. But it's coming. It's, it's coming along nicely. So yeah. Um, and, you know, it's probably worth saying is that we're, we're toying with the idea of um, making all the tracks available on Bandcamp first. Mm. Um, for... Either free or very cheap, yeah. Um, because I think the lowering tone, uh, where where we're at with lowering tone, is very much um, interactive and also its involvement. Whereas when you're just putting stuff up on Beatport and iTunes, mm. uh, you 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 become faceless. You just sort of yeah. melt into the yeah. into the machine, really. So. Um, I think that's what we're going to, at the moment, this is what we're toying with. You know, like I say, early days, you know, if anyone disagrees with what we're talking about or agrees, um, go, go over to the Facebook group and um, talk about it. Let us know. know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Know, you know, whether we're talking shit. Well, we know we're, talk- <laughs> <laughs> well, we know we're talking shit. But- yeah, yeah, but I think that two-way dialogue and the feedback is really important, you know, and, and from the start, I think it's it's really important to have that and because we've got the forum there it's a great place for it well, it's a community um, yeah, it? yeah it's a community yeah yeah it's great um but you're right i think you know working with new platforms is really important because i don't know it feels like the old way of doing things is is bust or getting bust or it's you know it's there's and there's there's certain sort of things that are defined for you like the genre thing that we were talking about earlier that yeah. you know there's no way of breaking out of um, without doing it in a slightly different way. So, well, yeah. but, you know, and, and it's, I guess it's dipping your toe in different things and trying them out. Well, well, some some of the stores <clears throat> won't feature you if mm. you have a, a track from a different genre. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the big problems we had like yeah. 49 before, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's so, you know, you're kind of a slave to the genre. Yeah. So you can't put together like, you know, like really cool, nice, diverse packages where mm. people can discover new music. Mm. So when we but, were putting out like a techno tune, I think there was one in particular, there was a Breaks remix and a techno mix. I can't remember the exact release, but that just didn't get featured because it was a mixed release, wasn't it? And, it was um, the Seeds. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the Seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we and had, they had Jossie's remix. Yeah, on we had two, yeah, two yeah, different yeah. genres and yeah. we didn't get featured in either. Yeah. Because we had, because we had, we, we basically hadn't, we hadn't picked a side. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, which I think is disgraceful. I but I, so, I, yeah. I understand it to a certain extent that, yeah. the, you know, the people in, say, techno, you know, they don't want to be sort of muddy in their bloodline. But at the same <laughs> time, you know, you go in the techno sort of genre and I'd say these days probably... 40% of the stuff in there would have been in the prog house genre about five or six years ago. So, we all the tech house. All I mean, the tech house. Tech yeah, tech house, house and like deep house as well. Tech yeah. house turned into techno and deep house turned into tech house. It's yeah, and techno's turned into the new cool phrase for everything. Have. Like, it's the new catch all for everything, techno's isn't it? You know? I don't know what deep house has turned into now, but it's just like, yeah. 
I think it's different. It's like, you yeah. know, it's, we're one step away from it saying European techno. that's how i feel it's like (laughs) one step away because when you're in america and you talk about techno it's like people think you're talking about moby yeah (laughs) you know what i mean they've got no electronica essentially yeah electronica um no that's unfair to americans because there's some good american techno um that was so insincere (laughs) what like moby yeah, like Moby. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm sitting there. Do you know what? As I said it, I thought, I just, now I know all I have to do is conjure up a really good American techno artist. I'm like, uh, I like, you know, besides obviously the classics, you know, like Derek May, Kevin Saunders, can you hear that? <laughs> That's one for the Facebook group, right? <laughs> Let us know who's Let's good. Know who the like, best American techno artist. Yeah, is. new techno, yeah. like not, 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 not the classics. Obviously, we yeah. we, we know who the there must le- be some we know the legends are glaringly yeah. obvious ones that we missed out on here. But. Uh, isn't Christian Smith American? No, he's South American. Yeah. Pretty sure. There's a lot of good techno coming out of South, South America. America yeah, I think he is. I think he is. Sure. Yeah, I think he is. I might be completely wrong. But I think he's. I don't know why I thought he's American. Brazilian. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway. But we noticed some great techno in South There's America. Some, some superb techno in South America. Yeah. Do you want to roll off some names? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, where do I start? Yeah, Victor Ruiz, obviously. Yes. He's, he's, he's he's the big one. Alex Steen, Plastic Robots, Groove Delight. Um, Gabe. Look, I like. Gabe. Yeah, Gabe is awesome. Yeah. But then you know, Gabe's kind of crossing over into deep house now. So, but yeah. I mean, but his deep house is still awesome. tough though. He's still it's, got a yeah. tough edge on it. He is one of the best producers, yeah. in my opinion, that's out there. Full stop. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good techno coming out of South America, and they've kind of reinvented the sound a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of where that it's, it's chunky that bit of samba it? to it's it. Got, you know, a bit of, yeah. bit of vibe. Like you know, it's um, yeah, it's wicked. I, I like, like it because it's, yeah. it's got. Thick kicks Chunk. and thick snares, yeah. which a lot of techno doesn't, they yeah. don't like the chunky snares, and I've always loved that. Yeah. Um, whereas the South Americans, yeah, groove, a lot of groove to it, and it's got that kind of, you know, it's got modern production values on it as well. You know, it's, it's not, it's not that kind of warehousey techno kind of yeah. vibe, which I do like, but you know, it's very hard to mix that with anything else. Whereas hey. this stuff you can mix up with your know, modern day. Oh yeah, and that yeah, kind no, of stuff, no, yeah. no, it's, it's very versatile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sound. Yeah. Actually, while we're on this note, we mm. should really give um, uh, James Harcourt a shout. Yeah, Hi, James. because uh, <laughs> uh, no, because J- James James's label uh, Twisted Frequencies Twisted Frequencies has put out some fantastic tunes. Awesome, and he was he was he was on that page long before it was called. Yeah. He was releasing stuff from the South American guys long before it was called. Also an excellent DJ. I, I have really, played with him before in uh, Tribe of Frog in Bristol. And, I yeah, really like James. Smashes it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know he listens to this podcast. And um, yeah, I shouldn't say this out loud. But, but um, you, yeah, go on. I'm, <laughs> I'm hassling James to do this podcast. So anyone that, anyone that um, is listening that knows James or is following him on his Facebook page, just post it up. Say, hey, come on, do the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic. One of the yeah. best producers around as well in the oh, UK. Yeah. Wicked, I mean, I, yeah, producer. he's awesome producer. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. There you go. A little bit of love for James, James Harcourt, Harcourt. Love section. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, right. Where are we? 
We got. We still got fucking tons to talk about. Yeah. So releases. Should we talk uh, about just while we're talking about releases? So um, yeah. we we made a track after seeing Underworld. We did. We did. After going to see Underworld. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> it was interesting. That was a night. It was. It was <laughs> Underworld were good. It was interesting that like about a week later, I was like, we made a track. Yeah. Yeah. I finished it the week after. <laughs> well, I went, hang on a minute. We made a track and loaded it up and then just went, oh, it's finished actually. That was we, we did. Yeah. Was, we didn't just make a track. We finished it. Um, yeah. Um, and it's got, uh, it's got a nice sample in it. Yeah. Um, what was the sample from? It's from that show. Uh, Kingdom. Uh, Kingdom. Yeah. That's it. And it's called, I've not seen Kingdom. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, you know, I, I'm a, I know I'm a bit of a sheep. I love MMA. Yeah. So, you know, it really appealed to me. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it as a series. You know, I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> we got a good sample from it. Yeah, we've got a great yeah. sample. Um, and it's called Just Quiet. Just which Quiet, is, yeah. Which is a brand new single from me and Ben. Yeah. Um, and, again, we will be doing remixes for it. Yeah. And uh, we will throw it out there into yeah. the public domain. Um and see what comes back. So um, again, keep an eye on the website. All this stuff, everything that we're discussing, you will be able to see in the news section on the website. It's just a we 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 just wanted to do because it's the thirteenth episode of lowering a tone, and I am incredibly superstitious. Um, I didn't think it was fair to throw it out to Ben to go, hey, do your first episode. It's the (laughs) the 13th. It'll be like the one and only episode. (laughs) It all just just crumbles. Um, And in the same breath, I didn't want to invite a guest over and you know, that I hadn't interviewed before and go, oh, it's the 13th episode because I'm quite superstitious. But um, so the way that we've done this is the way that we've put this show together is that it's a bit of a joint show. So obviously me and Ben are discussing music mm. and, you know, just plans and ideas and, you know, we're kind of just throwing it out there. Um, but also before you will listen to this, um, you will hear us doing a mix each. We're going to yeah. do half an hour mix each, you know, it's nothing like a bit of um friendly competition <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh it hasn't been sold to me like that before <laughs> yeah okay I'm a firm believer in bring your angle yeah. a, a game with oh it's always been my aim, a I know game, you yeah. do I know you do and that's why we're, that's why we're you know that's why we're sitting opposite yeah. each other talking <clears> about um, talking about ideas yeah so what about um, gigs I mean you know I've got a pretty busy summer lined up How, how's yours looking yeah. uh do you know what? Like mine's been a bit quiet, really. Yeah, um, yeah I don't like that. I've just picked up a London show, um, which is I think it's an all-day party. Wicked. Um, and I have no information in front of me. I know it's down Brick Lane, <laughs> and I think that it's in July. Yeah. Um, There's some good parties down there. I used to run parties down Brick Lane at Thousand One, and um, they were daytime parties on Sundays, and um, they sort of start off about midday-ish. And then you get all the zombies kind of wandering. Yeah. And then the zombies will wake up about mid-afternoon somehow. I don't know. Uh, and then by the end of the by the end of the afternoon, it would just be vibing in there, like really, really good party, and you could just like play whatever you wanted. And yeah, those were good good parties. So yeah, I, yeah. You know, daytime down Brick Lane is always a good one. So yeah. you know, got that coming up. Yeah, um, I'm doing. Um, Boomtown. Boomtown. Boomtown, yes. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Mr. Wompy again. You're doing it as well. Yeah, brilliant. I, yeah, uh, I know that you're playing for... Playing for Tribe of Frog. 
but, yeah. but we're doing uh, Mr. Wompy, which is the ice cream van. Yeah. So, I have never played on the ice cream van, but I've seen it many times. Amazing. I'm very much looking forward to playing on it. Basically, some friends of... Um, They've converted a 1970s ice cream van and they've got a function one sound system. <laughs> but the ice cream van doesn't go though, does it? No, it's it doesn't like, no. move. <laughs> that would be too much. Um, but um, they've, 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 they, they, they've, how can I describe it? They've kept all the original features. It's absolutely mint. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah. But they just bang it out I've seen it at festivals I'm sure yeah they, yeah. they do a lot of them, yeah. like UK festivals yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah we're both doing that um, we've got Tribal Frog at the end of September as well September that's my birthday yeah. oh wicked it's my birthday weekend so anyone in Bristol I will be playing with Ben yeah for the and, Tribal uh, Frog crew yeah uh, Lakota is it yeah Lakota yeah we'll be in the upstairs bit there's kind of it's trance in the main room and then top quality techno up in the second room up there and they've got a um El acoustics rig up there, so it's yeah. It's I've, I've pretty done a, a fair, spiral yeah. tri party up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Always good vibes up there. Yeah, I love playing for those guys. Well, this is great. So yeah. I mean, we've got some shows lined up, and then um, there, there, we'll, we'll get onto the Facebook questions mm. in a bit because obviously mm. we're still going through yeah. um, the releases and stuff and a few a few of the parties. Um, do you know what? I can't even remember what I've got lined up. Um, I should look at my diary a little bit more often. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I know I'm going back to America, but I don't think that's till August. Yeah, um, that's pretty regular for you, though the America thing. Yeah, like, America's yeah. good. I, yeah, America's I, great. Um, I, I love playing in America. Mm. Um, I have some best times. Um, as you know, we played together. Yeah, New Year's. Year's Whoa, Jesus! <laughs> we discovered the dice game. Yeah, yeah, oh, Yam Slam. Anyone who's not played it, play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was um, anyone listened to um, uh, Sid Griss interview that was in Nicole and Memo's place where I where, where I interviewed Sid and uh, me Ben Memo and Nicole, Nicole yeah. had spent probably like three days playing the Amsterdam three days solid playing a, a bloody dice game <laughs> that's so much fun <laughs> how do you even describe that to me you can't oh, I don't you, know you, you, you can't, can't describe really. it without playing it really you know and we're not sponsored by Yam Slam but it'd be quite good to be sponsored by Yam Slam yeah so yeah, um, yeah check it out Yam, yeah. Slam. Yam is that, Slam is that the name of it is that yeah, the actual name Yam of the game <laughs> yeah I'm it's awesome it's one of the best games ever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah we're going to try and we're going to try do you know what we're in, we're incorporate that into low and tone at some somehow. Time. Yeah, we will. Um, Maybe a live stream Yam Slam game, Yam Slam tournament, something. Maybe, Maybe. who knows? But um, yeah, th thank you to Nikon Memo. That was yeah, that was a, awesome. A lo lovely weekend, yeah. and um, yeah, a nice way to see the year in. I think. Right, Facebook questions. Yeah, well, I mean, we had. <laughs> quite a few questions in from facebook actually so um i mean i've written them down here yes uh, it's best I'm, you I'm do <laughs> <laughs> my writing's pretty bad actually but um i try to look at where we start i mean maybe we start from the beginning so um we have one which is about breaks music what are your thoughts i mean now i'm going to throw this one out to you mark so what are your thoughts on breaks is breaks dead where is breaks music uh, well it's certainly not dead it's a thriving mm. genre yeah um, I think you know I, I said it earlier in the podcast that you know for me um, punks is doing it yeah. sim simply doing it yeah um, all, 
the the rest of the you know the breaks is in the genre for me just mm. sort of it's just not my not my bag but it you know in, in america russia there's mm. pockets of in australia mm. um Prague, Spain, czech republic you know czech like republic. Prague, yeah it's a great scene out there um, like, yeah um yeah while we talk about prague just as it got mentioned i'd really like to give um sam yo sam yeah exactly yeah. sam hawkins a shout awesome. um the guys at, uh Kiosek, yeah um the label yeah um these guys are putting out some fantastic um it's, it's quite progressive but not as in the way that you might view progressive music i mean it's it's just got depth there's some really good stuff coming out on that label you know like oh, really good really yeah those guys are on it yeah um you know I, i've uh, one of the guys uh line of sight georgie mm. um at some point i'm gonna i'm gonna head back to prague and um write mm. some music with him because um i, th- I think he's incredibly talented yeah because you were just out there weren't you and like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going out yeah. there again with I'm, I'm playing as me and nanaplex and grouch is coming over so you know yes yeah, that's, that's it that's in may and that's going to be massive like yeah cross but club's that, amazing that club's amazing it is amazing it's like being in like some kind of futuristic cyberpunk kind of it's club. got that like, mutual just, wood waste feel yeah, to it mad. great sound system yeah. um uh, not, not the kind of place you find in england really no. or in the uk you know. Well, I left there at eight o'clock in the morning, and it was still going strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I only left because I had to get a flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would have stayed as well. Great crew, though. I mean, when we, I mean, I went over there and did um, Nanoplex gig there last year, and um, you know, you just go there and you feel like you're part of this really cool family. Like it's it's, it's like a collective thing again, like yeah. we were talking about. You know, so. well, they've got it right. Yeah, that, you know, and and you know, it seems to be their, their music seems to be really underrepresented. Yeah in the breaks genre but they're mm. they're absolutely smashing it mm. people are coming out to their parties mm. i i hear them playing the music that mm. they're releasing and it's absolutely going off so yeah. um yeah I, f- I think there is pockets of of breaks you know uh, i think the question was um is it the next big thing yeah um it's hard to say who it knows you say. know it's like i think a, it was a big thing a very big thing yeah especially in this country yeah yeah well um, and australia yeah yeah australia yeah. Uh, you know first time i went out there playing breaks i was just i was blown away yeah i was blown away how popular it was but yeah it it just seemed to work you yeah know? and and you know all the all the finger licking guys are still very popular out mm. there plump djs mm. you know crafty cuts they're still doing the business mm. they're still they're still doing stuff, very well. You say there's still there's still elements of it around, but I think it's being amalgamated into other genres. You know, you listen to yeah. like the new Matador album that came out like this week. Yeah, there's there's a breaks track on that. There's a lot is, of house music. Yeah, the, the this drops is, and the breakdown yeah. is a, a breakbeat. Yeah, you know, an old school breakbeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, like who knows? It depends on your definition of breaks, I guess. Really, I doesn't know. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the jury's out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think there's always going to be a place for break beat. It's always a broken beat. I yeah. think um, anyone that produces music, you know, that if you produce like syncopated beats, at some yeah. point you want to break them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how that pans out. And I yeah. would recommend anyone try. try. Provides a good contrast to the 4-4. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah. even if you put it in a breakdown in a the track, then it, it gives that little extra kind of edge 
to it that when you drop back into the four four, then it becomes you get more impact from it. Yes, you know, or, or, vice, or vice versa. versa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my trick. Yeah. <laughs> I used to break to a four four <laughs> vein to just yeah. lock it down. Yeah, and then sort of break from that into yeah. the break. And it, it works. It works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I say, jury's out. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Good question though. Um, all right, so uh, what else we got? Uh, we had a question about vinyl. So is vinyl a souvenir, a retrospective souvenir, or is it something that labels need to be thinking about in the future? I mean, from, from my point of view, the next Nanoplex album that's coming out on Iboga, we're, we're going to get some vinyl done. We're going to get a, a single Fantastic. done, which is, which is great. You know, for, Good. Um, but I haven't had a vinyl single for years. You know, my first couple of singles that I put out as Ben Coda, we got on vinyl. Well, I got on vinyl. Um, but I haven't had one for a long time. Um, but I've got a big vinyl collection at home from when I started DJing. Yeah. Um, but it seems that vinyl is, in certain circles, is kind of coming back. And, you know, I, I had a gig down at Sick Note a while ago and I was chatting to um, Chris Liberator down there who I was playing with That's on the night. That's yeah. yeah, so people know. Um, and they'd stay up forever. They're just they're still doing just vinyl releases, and they're you know they're doing pretty well out of it. You know for that kind of acid techno kind of stuff because it's it, you know yeah I think that they, they still have that um, I guess audience of record buyers. You know the, the people who want to have that on vinyl because it's got that sound, it's got that crunch to it that you know only vinyl can replicate. Um, and it it seems like vinyl is kind of there's a bit of a resurgence going on at the well, moment it's nice owning something physical yeah totally yeah. you know we we thought we, i think we're all guilty of um digital downloads being almost like um disposable yeah whereas and also the way that you can share yeah like like if i if i buy a piece of vinyl mm. i'm not gonna give it to someone else i bought mm. that piece of vinyl and it it means something it's you've physical. got the artwork on the sleeve as yeah. well you know there's something yeah really tangible there that's and right. I think the problem Absolutely. with MP3s is that they just become so throwaway. And it, it's it's difficult with the vinyl because it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive to do. It's expensive to mm. put out. Um, I've got some friends who do a old school sort of um, acid, well, not acid techno, but like like early days sort of yeah. like a, sort of it. it it's not retro. It kind of something is because it's got it's got free air freezing it, and they they call Paranoid London, mm-hmm. and um, they only do vinyl. Mm-hmm. They don't do digital downloads. Yeah, and um, I was chatting to Quinn for, from Paranoid London. He said that you know they've done eight hundred albums on their own label through their website direct. Wow. Now that you are talking about making some money. Yeah. You know, that is worth doing. And now they're playing all over the world. And that, you know, because they do a live thing mm. and they've got, Craig does the vocals and Quinn makes music. And yeah. they, they've got this, it, it just for a live show, it brings something to the techno audience. And the way that they do it is they, they're like, look, I would love to have them do this podcast. Yeah. But they don't do any PR. They don't no. do any press. They don't have Facebook. They don't do anything. They're like they're almost like anti-establishment. Makes the whole thing a bit more exclusive, though, as well, oh, doesn't it? You know, it's, if you've got, got hold of one of their, go one of their presses, then that's, yeah. that's something that not a lot of other people have got. Whereas if, if you've you got hold of an MP3 of yeah. a track, then you know a million other people have got that, and you go on Zippy Share, and everyone's got it. You know, it's kind of well, they've become very popular off the strength of their 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 um their stance on. Yeah on the current sort of marketing and mm-hmm. the, the social media, the way that they work, they, you know, they don't do interviews. They don't do digital 
downloads. If you want to hear them, you go watch them or yeah. you buy a, a piece of vinyl. Yeah. Um, and I'll take my hat off to them because, you know, that takes some balls in the current oh, climate yeah. to stand up and Too do right. that. Yeah. And they're doing very, very well from doing that. Um, so, I, I don't know, a bit of column A and a column B, really, because yeah. I, I, buy, I will be buy a piece of vinyl if I if I want it, but that's a piece of vinyl that I would cherish rather than I would want to go out and play. Because mm. um, personally, I don't play on vinyl anymore. You know, I used to. For, I forgot how hard it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, <laughs> number one. And it's also hard on your back to lug around everywhere, <laughs> number two. Excess baggage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> excess baggage especially. Um, and, you know, MP3s and CDs are a lot more convenient than vinyl, you know, as, as, a, as a touring DJ, you know, it's, it's, it's that much easier to yeah, get around with them, you know, but... But at the same time, having that piece of vinyl is something special. You know, and I look yeah. back at my vinyl that I've got, you know, even the first ones I bought back when I started buying vinyl in the 90s, and those have got memories for me. You know, those those, those pieces yeah. of, you know, they're actually like pieces of something that I can hold in my hand. And, you know, you can same, think about yeah. when you played them and you think about when you played them to your friends when you first got them and stuff. And there's something a bit magic about it. Well, when I used to go buy vinyl, like from yeah. record shops that I would be playing, yeah. I'd sit on the train on the way home. Yeah. I'd read all the sleeve notes. Yeah. I'd, I'd get the piece of vinyls out and see where, where it yeah. was mastered, yeah. you know, who was engineering it, what, yeah. you know, the shouts, yeah. people giving shouts out to like their, to their friends, well, their the contemporaries, the yeah, yeah, and yeah, also exactly, their, yeah. their influences. Yeah. They would thank people for yeah. being an influence. You know, you we don't get any of that on a digital download. Yeah. We used to we used to find out when the promos were coming out of certain tracks, and just used to go and queue up down at the record store, just so we could get our hands on those few white labels that were coming out. And you know, you had to actually strike up a relationship with the guy that ran the record store at so the time in order to put one aside for you if you're lucky enough. Because obviously, you know, your DJs are going to have already got those ones put aside for them. They might have like, you know, a handful spare that they then give out to the punters. You know, yeah. people, you know, we, this is when we were first starting out. And like, you know, we, we'd have had to work, you know, build up that relationship with them for ages. And then, you know, if we were lucky enough, we would have got one that morning where we've been yep. queuing up with everyone else. So, you know, that's it. Yeah, it I, kind of takes the magic out of it. I mean, the MP3s are great. You know, you can't you can't knock it. It's accessible. It's much more accessible for people, and the music spreads out that much wider. But at the same time, there is that magic and that exclusivity of having a bit of vinyl yeah. no one else has got. Yeah. Well, I you know I I've got I've got some I've got a lot of vinyl here, and I've I've got children, and even just sitting down and trying to explain to them, mm. you know, that a piece of vinyl costs this much money. Yeah, but it means something. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a treasure. It is absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I can see why it's coming back, especially like in with bands. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah, you know, and the sound is different. You know, the sound is actually different. Yeah, it's yeah. warm, warmer. Yeah, yeah, it's deeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's you know it's 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 a it's a physical sound. You know, it's it's the kind of the groove from the record going through equipment, and it's an actual vibration going through the equipment through the speakers, which it obviously is. But yeah, whereas it, it, rather than noughts and ones, it's an actual thing, you know. It's That's of, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm totally with that. Which is a very bad explanation of it. But. No, but I, no, no, <laughs> I completely understand yeah. your point. There was a question that came in about mixing. So, um, smooth. Was uh, this uh, Mr. Poland? Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the question. Called Mr. Poland or yeah. Stuart Poland? Yeah, so the question was. Like, I saw when, this. When you listen to a mix and it's really smooth, do you think it loses its impact? What he was trying to talk about was, you know, with the 
mixing kind of, I guess, I hate to say, I hate to use the word, but like back in the day, there was a lot of chopping up between tracks yeah. and stuff and using the crossfader quite a lot. Whereas now, like in cut and paste. Cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, a lot of chopping and cutting. Whereas sort of now a lot of mixes are quite smooth, you know, and it might be might be a digital thing. It might be because people are using digital technology a bit more um, or it might be just the genres, but um, it was kind of like, I, I, I guess it's kind of, you know, you're saying that, you know, if it's too smooth, do you think it loses its impact? Does it become boring? Does it become boring? Um, I guess it's the content. Yeah. Really. I mean, for me personally, if I'm playing prog house or progressive techno, the layering of the tracks up is part of the mixing. So you're layering two tunes and the smooth mixing is part of it's the almost journey. creating two new, creating a new tune with two tunes. Yeah. But if you're kind of playing something like hip hop or drum and bass or breaks, you know, even, you know, you can chop it up and you can kind of bring it's a bit more impact in. It's about the drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess it just depends on the context of the, of the music really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like Sasha doesn't, um, no cut and paste um, no. but then you listen to old Bookham mixes from you know when he was playing sort of drum bass well even now like Bookham yeah. kind of chops up between the between the tunes you know so uh, yeah I, that's a good question actually it's um, a good question uh, I don't know I, I try to deliver the tracks as as smoothly as I can but mm. obviously I want the most impact from when they yeah when they arrive I like switching up bass lines and I layering like, the two. I, and yeah, so, I like, yeah, I like them to. I, I like them to. I like them to be seamless. They have got a flow. Yeah, but also yeah. is that you know I'm not going to play tracks that don't have a bit of character. You know they they need to they need to kind of kick in. Yeah, it's with, got a kick. With, yeah, within you know they they yeah. need they need to deliver you know something in their own right. That's yeah. why I choose those tracks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they've all um, got to fit together. I don't pick loads of tracks that are all just sound the same and they're all linear because no. that is boring of course no a lot of people are quite guilty of that and also is that yeah. when you mix um, different genres you know like we just said about uh, earlier about the breaks mm. when you have a little lull and it kicks in it's not what you expect but it's it works yeah that's exciting that's awesome yeah yeah and, and uh, you know that's something to strive for yeah so, um I mean, personally, like I, I want, I want my mixes to flow, yeah. but I want the tracks to be able to stand up in their own right as yeah. a piece of music. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't recommend picking loads of tracks that all sound the same and mix them mm. very just mm. seamlessly. There's a space for slamming and there's and a also, space for layering, I think. And, <laughs> and also the, the key escalations as yeah. well, moving through yeah. the keys instead of staying in one key. Yeah, totally. Is important. Yeah. If you stay yeah. in one key, like you know, it does become a little bit flat. Yeah, it's especially important as a as a bit more, you know, because I do a lot of progressive mixing. You've got to be really conscious of the keys, um, and you've got to be conscious of how the keys layer on top of each other and how the tracks layer on top of each other. You know, I might I might do mixes that last two or three minutes between tunes, and you know, sometimes layer three tunes on top of each other, and in that case, you can't have key clashes at all there. So, well, and no. and you've got <laughs> yeah. to be smooth, you know. So, yeah, but but it might not be. People, I mean, the, the idea is that people don't notice that you're smashing between the tunes. You know, it's kind of like a, yeah. it is a constant layer of, I mean, track of tracks. Selection is oh, yeah. probably the most important thing about yeah, DJ. Me, yeah. That's how I view it. It's track yeah. selection. It's like, 100%. and then, then you end up with a jigsaw puzzle of how you yeah. put all these tracks that you really love yeah. and you make them work in one set. That's yeah. the art. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Taking people um, on that, on that kind of you know journey through them all. 
and which us, does actually take us nicely onto one of the other questions that we've had, which was, how do you set about selecting a set? Do you pre-plan it? Uh, do you do you do it on the fly? Well, well, how does it work? Well, ironically, it's like when um, when I picked you up today, yeah, um, I had a CD in in my car, and yeah. you said, "Oh, what's this track?" And I said, "These are a load of tracks that I got sent that I like," yeah, and I. I personally stuck them all in the CD so I could have a listen to them in my car while I was driving, get a feel for what was really working mm. for me. Not that I instantly sounded good. Mm. Um, and what I tend, what I tend to do, and I don't, I, I have no idea what other people do, but me personally, what I do is I pick a load of tracks that I like, yeah, and then I go, well, these are the tracks that I like, and um, now I'm going to try and work these into some some sort of set that makes sense do you know what i mean that like has a start a middle and an end you know yeah and And um, there's also the element of when you're in a club you might have you might go i've got an hour of tunes that work well together but you've got to have those other tunes just in case the crowd are vibing off like a slightly different sound from what you'd completely plan on playing in the first place you know that's the the point you need like you need some escape routes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a nice way of putting it yeah 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 Um, totally you know if you're playing something that nobody in the room is digging except you yeah right then obviously you know try and play something else you really dig yeah. that everyone else is because it does happen you can play a tune and like you know it can sound brilliant at home and then you drop it in a club and it just doesn't work well uh, sometimes it can be sonic sometimes yeah. the, the way it's mixed yeah. doesn't gel too well with yeah. the other tracks you're yeah. mixing it with so yeah. it can lose a little bit of energy yeah um and vice versa sometimes you yeah. play a track and you go fuck i didn't i just didn't, didn't realize i didn't yeah. hear the sub and yeah. this track and it's yeah. just off the hook well there's a couple yeah i mean there's a couple of tracks that, that that i play that you know you listen to them at home and you go oh that's that's a bit boring you know it's a little bit hypnotic we play yeah. in a club and it just goes like and it might it might just be a little thing like a little fill in the track yeah that just makes it work well i would say that um as a dj as you climb in popularity mm. what happens is that more people are coming to see you that trust your judgment so then you can actually start like the the bigger name DJs look like your digweed or someone like yeah, that like yeah you know they've got a captive audience yeah they're there course. to I mean like you you know you have thousands thousands of people to see them if like they're gonna follow where they want to go so trust so, yeah. so it would be easier to sit and program a set exactly how you want it because you know mm. you've got a few thousand people that mm. want to hear where you want to go yeah you're not there to accommodate them yeah. they're there to hear you yeah. so yeah. i i guess that 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 actually you know the the luxury of being able to program a set and deliver it and everyone love it comes with you cutting your teeth yeah so as you become a bigger dj you're allowed that luxury yeah when you're a small dj and you're still trying to prove you know your, your you soul yeah you know, that you 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 end up you have to you have to you have to be able to move the crowd and yeah. you have to prove to them that you can do it whereas when you become a superstar dj i guess and um, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm i i could be very wrong but um i think you've been there wrong i, I think you still are there. i don't I, I don't think i'm wrong <laughs> i don't think you're wrong <laughs> i just think that i just think that at the end of the day is uh if um 
Dead Mouse turns up and he wants to play a set. He's like people hear Dead Mouse and he can program it however he wants, and it doesn't matter because he's not sitting there thinking yeah. I'm going to lose the crowd because all the crowd are there to see him. Yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah. but he's earned he's earned that right. Yeah. You know, so you know that's the thing. Get your head down, become a popular DJ, and do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. So, other questions we've got. Okay, so I'm just going through my little list here. We have got some about our haircuts in particular. What you're saying? Well, (laughs) it's not what I'm saying. One in particular. When there's two, there's in a theme. So you know, we (laughs) we can probably group them into like you know, not having much hair type theme, which. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's a, fair. You it's know. an observation. It's an observation, <laughs> and it's a true one. Um, but you know, uh, the question that, that I had on my on my Facebook is: Is a shaved head a requirement to become a DJ? Absolutely. Yeah. You would never make it unless you're born. Hundred percent. All right. Yeah. Look at Cole Cox. That's it. Yeah. So He's did. You know, I mean, what, what other evidence do you need, really? Moby. Moby. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Just if you want to be a big techno artist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sven has got hair though, isn't he? Who? Sven Bath. Yeah. And Richie Horton. But Or has he? Well, I was thinking that. Do you reckon it is real? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. The one thing I would like to actually grow is a moustache. Like a proper moustache. Really? Yeah. What, like a Mexican bandit? Yeah, proper. Yeah. Like, like real wanker's hair. Yeah. Like moustache. I did once for Movember. And I it looked really, even. really bad. Like, I mean, I'm, there is photographic evidence floating around somewhere in the ether, which I'm not reproducing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. How, how did it go? How did it go? Yeah. I raised quite a lot of money. I think it's just out of pity for my moustache. It's a good cause to grow hair. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, but talking you know. of growing hair, yeah. um, a friend of ours, Alan Cross, yeah. Uh, Dirt Revolver, who runs Sensor Sound. Oh, another, um, another good label. Yeah, yeah well Very done. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a mate of ours. Um, he started to grow his hair. And he's just <laughs> hilarious. Because he looks... Sorry, Alan, but I've got to say... Because <laughs> he's gone thin on top, yeah. but he's grown it around the back, he looks a bit like a monk. But he has moved <laughs> to Sweden, and it's a bit cold there, isn't it? So ah. can't blame him for growing his hair. No, I, I haven't got the balls to grow my hair because no. I just look stunning. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you haven't got many options really because either you kind of grow it out around the side and just don't have anything on top. I mean, I mean, I, I have this problem too. Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or you have to have a comb over, which is basically, <laughs> which is the look. It is the look the for ki- a school teacher. <laughs> it's a kiddie fiddler. Yeah, kiddie fiddler. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, I mean, I was having this chat with someone the other the, seriously having this chat a while ago. Um, what about the comb forward? So you grow a big mullet, short round the sides, Ooh. and then you just comb a comb forward. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, the thing is, if I grow my hair naturally, it yeah. would be like a, a mullet. Yeah. Naturally. It would be a, a natural, well. So it'd be you, bald on top, it'd be yeah. long round the sides, and yeah. it'd be long at the back. Yeah. But then you have to do something, you have to get rid of the side bit, otherwise, you'd have to have the comb over. So then you could shave around the sides and have it'd be like an undercut, but without anything to cut it under, and just have the comb forward, which is like a forward yeah. mullet. I mean, it's it's something. Even before this conversation I had, I'd thought about it, but it would take quite a long time to do, and I don't think I really have. I don't think I can get away with it. I don't yeah. think anyone can get away with it. But well, this is one for the group. Really. Somebody's got to do it. Has anyone done it? Has anyone done it? Um, I'm sure someone has. So. 
So an answer to the question. I, I, don't, I don't know if I think ever, the answer to the question is yes, definitely. Definitely, yes. <laughs> yes, you need to be bald to be a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're not, you've got no hope. No, not at all. Alright. Yeah. Unless you've got a six pack. And an, mm. and an Italian name. An Italian, Italian. <laughs> name. You've got a DJ name that no <laughs> one name any of those names. That nobody can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go a long way. Okay, so next. Um, Don't ask me the shampoo question. Well, (laughs) leading on from that, we did have a question from my um, esteemed partner in crime, uh, Chris Williams, who I do Nanoplex with, which was, what is your favourite brand of shampoo? Noisley. Noisley shampoo. (laughs) Now there's an idea. (laughs) Because there are a few people in the Noisley camp who have long hair. Is there? And yeah, they could probably do with some Noisley shampoo. Yeah, Noisley. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I mean, I'm quite so, a lot of them. I mean, Chris, has, Chris has got a long, shaggy hair, which is like, yeah, I mean, Chris does look like a poor man's Noel Gallagher. <laughs> poor man's. Yeah. So. A southern. <laughs> southern, noisy Noel Gallagher. So, you know. Maybe he needs some noisily shampoo. But maybe noisily shampoo could just strip all your hair out and make you bald and then you become a big techno DJ. Yep. Yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. But they don't do techno, do they? No, not that much. Side techno. There's a lot of side trance um, and there's a lot of deep techno. You're, are you playing at Noisley this I'm, year? I'm playing as Nanoplex this year. Obviously, oh, I'm right. playing as, yeah, with Chris um, for our third year running, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Brilliant. And great. I have to say, Noisley is... Um, it is one of the best parties in the UK um, slash worldwide at the moment. It's very, very good. Well, I will put it um, on my bucket list of places to play one yeah, day. Well, I've never been asked. Maybe you need to grow your hair. <laughs> I'll get a comb over. I'll <laughs> get a comb forward. Might bag a gig there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, questions wise, that is pretty much Okay. Um, thank you for everyone that's contributed. Some, some questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean, I had another question. <laughs> you had a question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, through. The, uh, um, ben, you have to run for official channels and post it on Facebook. <laughs> I've just posted it myself on my own Facebook. Um, ben, what? I've got a question for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> From Ben. Um, which is, um, what music are you into at the moment, Mark? Me? Yeah, because I mean, I've not heard you DJ since we were out in France. Um, what, about two months ago? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a long time, actually. So, you know. Um, it, do you know what? It's a, it's, um, it's a funny one, because I've had a bit of time off. Um, trying to sort of gather my thoughts. I like that um, Alberto Ruiz. Oh, yeah, wicked. Um, yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got to say, his music has just been blowing my mind. Mm. I, like, mm. you know, I, I like the Jack and Dirty Techno. Yeah. That works for me. Same with me. Like, I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the Brazilian. And also the, the percussive breakbeat. The Brazilian beat, per- yeah. percussive stuff, like, and the percussive breakbeat, yeah. You know, and that kind of percussive techno. You yeah. Know, kind of yeah. Uh, broken techno is probably yeah. a good way of using the word for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Um, yeah. What are you feeling? This is a very hard question. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually went on Beatport the other day. and Actually, before we go any further, yeah. I'm going to have to disclose something. Go on. So you're moving to Kingston. Yeah. Which is my hometown. Yeah. Um, because you met a girl. Yeah. 
that this is this is just coincidence. You met a girl that lives in my hometown, just up the road, just up the road, yeah, like five minutes away yeah. from my house. Absolute, yeah. like, you know. I you you could have I couldn't have wished more because we were already talking about doing yeah, some yeah. more music and stuff together. It's almost like the planets aligned. And she is a big trans fan. She is a big trans fan, and you know I've How always could that not influence. You? It has been influencing me. I have to say. I mean, I've been into trance for a long time. So I mean, the first music I got music first dance music I got into in the mid to kind of late nineties was stuff like Paul Oakenfold when he was playing Goa Trance and all that all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and then it went on to sort of like tip records, um, flying rhino, you know, you're looking at all these kind of like, you know, the Goa trance, um, labels around at that time. Um, and then I kind of got into prog house a bit and I was into drum and bass too. You know, we've had these conversations. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. then, and then I got back into side trance when I started going to things like Glade Festival in the UK, yeah. like in the, in the, well, Glade done it well. Yeah. Glade did got, it really, you have really to well. say Glade did it well. Um, and then it's always been there. You know, trance has always been there for me. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's always just been kind of there in the background. But yeah, since I've been going out with Agnes, my awesome girlfriend, um, uh, it's, it's kind of come back to the forefront again. And, you know, I've kind of rediscovered the kind of trance vibes a little bit. And it's, yeah. it's had a, this little knock-on effect into my music. And, you know, I've been listening to, been going out to a few more, bit more trance nights. Um, and interestingly enough, the trance scene in london is becoming a little bit more acceptive of the kind of progressive techno stuff that you know i'm doing with myself and i'm doing through nanoplex too so we're seeing this kind of slight shift um which i hope is really going to continue acceptance and i think you know i i did an interview with chris last week for azora because you know we're playing out there as nanoplex it's chris uh ipcris 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 yeah and um you know and and the interviewer was talking about how you know we've kind of pioneered this crossover sound and you know i don't really see us as pioneers at all but um we just did what was in our heads um but we've been doing it for quite a long time and i've been doing the progressive sort of tech techno progressive house thing for quite a long time which has always been influenced by the trance from when i was younger um and it all seems to finally slowly maybe be coming together i don't know like you know there's a lot yeah. of you know i'm playing at a night this friday which has got um uh, progressive trance in the main room and then and then techno and kind london. of tech house yeah london, london in, in the back room which hasn't you know london hasn't really had that kind of thing for a little while and you know and and, and it and it and ho- i'm really hoping there's this shift because you know the techno is creeping into the the trance and then the the the, the kind of the trance is creeping into the techno a bit as well so um yeah it, there's there's this there's, there's this big kind of shift going on and you know and i think meeting agnes as well my awesome girlfriend yeah. is kind of you know hopefully helped shift that along a bit it's maybe you're it's appreciating of, some, of, yeah. some of the music that you yeah. used to be into yeah and. but it's a bit different to how it used to be you know it's and there's i'm also hearing quite a few remixes of, of tracks that i was into in the 90s that are being like kind of oomphed up for now you know right, okay. yeah yeah there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool trance around at the moment i gotta say yeah. so it's been a massive resurgence yeah. yeah you know it's like um i'm not sure if i discussed it with you i mean mm. i think it might have been with neurodriver mm with Dom on this yeah. podcast so we we were discussing that is that it's making a comeback yeah like yeah. It, it never went away it's like it's, it's like always dr- been there it's like yeah. drum and bass yeah. it's, it's got a um, 
It's got a core support. Yeah. There is a big underground following in London. I guess and, every and, genre know, does. Yeah, it's yeah. not... I mean, the, the, the trance scene, the underground trance scene used to be a lot bigger. Um, but it still kept on bubbling away. And it is. it seems to be growing again now. And yeah. but, but you go away to like Azora and Boom and Rainbow Serpent and you know these big yeah. festivals abroad and it's massive it's it's yeah. it's huge um so you know I think it fell a little bit out of um it it, it became untrendy over here in a way well, but yeah. but they've kept it alive you know people have kept it alive and there's a lot of people putting in a lot of hard work to keep it alive you know yeah and and risking a lot to keep it alive over here as well you know well, I guess um, Noisley Festival is a bit of um, yeah. That, that's bit, that's kind of yeah. That's that's a bit of a pinnacle of like yeah. what can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you've got some guys. You know, you know, you talk about people like Chris and some of the, a lot of the other guys that I work with. Um, you know, they've been plugging away at it for years and years and years. And you know, this is you know, Noisley is kind of well, like li- the, Liquid Records as well. Don't yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I've been working with the guys from Liquid for, <laughs> for quite a long it's time. It's probably worth giving James a shout. Yeah, Liquid James yeah. and Ross as well. Yeah, so all those guys, really cool crew. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes who are doing stuff, and there's people who are running underground parties. Um, you know, they're busting into warehouses, warehouses every week, just to keep the scene alive. You know, and yeah. um, and there's some pretty good raves you go to, and there's some really good DJs at them too. The, well, you showed me some footage of uh, one in where was it up in uh, uh, probably East, over East London, East Gre- London Greenwich, was yeah. it Greenwich or something? Yeah. Is it yeah. And um yeah, mate, place was kicking. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for a warehouse party that yeah. was illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff going on that's under the radar. You know, Noisley is over the radar because that's a licensed event. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people that are involved in that are the people who were instrumental in setting all this stuff up in the first place in the country, you know. Yeah. So hats off to all those guys. Yeah. So- um, so there's that element to it and then there's, so back, there's back to the back question to the music. Like, yeah. so you're feeling a bit of trance a bit of trance yeah always yeah yeah i mean i've i have actually been dipping my toe in trance production a little bit i've, I've got a couple of tunes coming out on um, a label called further progressions um which will be a little bit later on this year um but on the techno side of things i mean it has been hard to kind of keep my head above water with writing my stuff yeah. and Nanoplex stuff too, you know, because that, when you're so it's deep in it, say, yeah. you know, it's hard to keep an eye on everything else. But, you know, it's all the obvious ones, really. It's all the Brazilian sound. So it's the guys I kind of name-checked earlier, you know. Yeah. Ruiz, um, Groove Delight is one of my favourites at right. the moment. Like she's, she's knocking out some really good chunky rollers. Do you think about the Anna um, stuff? I like Anna stuff. You know, I mean, Anna goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, there's there's a couple of Anna tracks that you kind of listen to and you think oh I don't know whether that'll work or not but there was one of them I can't remember I can't remember the name of it top of my head but I played it I played it in Berlin a little while ago dropped this tune uh, an Anna track and it just went off and um, you know it it's, the it's subtleties just the little the, subtleties the, the, yeah. and you know the bass and stuff and you the know, bits you didn't notice yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and those yeah, are the yeah, bits that the it. crowd really jump on you know so I th- I really like the Anna stuff Boris Brecker I mean yeah, yeah. his stuff his album that came out. Um, is amazing, and who puts an album out with what is it, twenty-two tracks on? I mean, <laughs> that's just like here you go, guys. This is what I can do. <laughs> so you know, um, well, it puts yeah. air to shame. Yeah, and I mean, the, the majority of those tracks are tracks that I play. They're they're, they're wicked. You know, they're yeah. really good. So um, yeah, there's there's there is a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, it does require a little bit of digging, but you know, there's there's still a lot of good tunes, and obviously Deox and Beckers, people like that, still putting yeah. wicked tunes out. Yeah, salt words. Yeah, I think they're called. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they, they came from trance, dominated yeah. techno, and yeah. then kind of... They've gone a bit re- deeper. Then reinvented yeah. it back to wherever they yeah. want it to be. But they're but, still yeah. playing at like, you know, things like Boom and Azora, those yeah. those big festival, you know, bookings in that in, yeah. in that scene. They're, they're still, they, they've taken that sound and people... It's as you were saying, you know, they've, they've, they've established themselves there do, and do they people trust do, them to take them that's it, where yeah. they want to go. You know? Yeah. And that is the point. The point yeah. is, is that when you reach a certain point, is like in 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 making music that people trust your judgment yeah you're booked because they want you to come bring what you bring yeah rather than they book you to come and entertain the crowd yeah exactly do you know what i mean and worry about what a crowd want it's, yeah it's, it's just it's i i guess that's what everyone strives for yeah you know from that book steve aoki and get cake thrown in your face I've discussed this before on the podcast. <laughs> it's like, and you know what? It's like, I had to cut half of it out. Because, really? Well, it was Marvin. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, rise. fair enough. I'm not going to go any yeah, further than that. He just, yeah. he's just like, fucking really? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, there's, there, I mean, there's a place for cake everywhere, though, I reckon. Uh, yeah, cake shops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or brass like, eye. I just don't, I don't <laughs> I, what I don't, what, what I don't understand is about like yeah I, I get it it's the entertainment yeah. business yeah, yeah it's all about entertaining yeah but when it's so personal to mm. so many people mm. that they strive and they work so hard to yeah to get their thing and some guy can turn up with in a dinghy and a cake and, and go, just chuck cake at people but, like, but it's the emotional connection with people you, in the music and he just throws cake at them have you ever heard yeah. anyone talk about Steve Aoki's DJing no have you ever heard but he doesn't any, DJ though does he I mean it's, it's well he's there to play music I'm just saying he yeah. must be planning some sort of he, like well I don't know I've never seen him I, DJ I, so. me neither but no. I've never heard anyone comment about his no. DJing but he's good at all, throwing cakes all I've ever heard is like the stunts I wonder what kind of cakes what flavour I don't know. Be right if it was a Victoria sponge cake. Oh yeah, I'd eat a bit or carrot cake. But I bet it's it's a banana cake. I think think he'd work probably better at a fair. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a ringmaster (laughs) dishing out cakes. Yeah, just a cake seller. But you know, he was in the the top um, the top ten Forbes. You know, the Forbes done like a, a top ten earners really like within djing and wow. he was in the top 10 he was wow. in the, he was right up in there in the top 10 but it wasn't like and they made a big point about going it wasn't about the amount of money that mm. he was getting paid it was the amount of gigs that he was doing over the course of the year and he was like he was basically gigging Mental. every fucking day so i was gonna week. i was gonna say he's it, had was, it. it was to, due to like his, his work ethic yeah. which i look to be fair nobody can knock that no do you know what i mean it's i like mean the, he's had he's had his cake and he's eating it Literally. <laughs> or maybe he's had his cake and he's thrown it at people. <laughs> <laughs> he's had his cake and thrown it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so, you know, like, you know, I can't, I can't, look, he's, it's, he's an easy target. Because, yeah. because, because I, he's made himself an easy target. Yeah, he's made himself, yeah. like, we, well, we, can, we can all sit here and we can all sit here. He's probably sitting there laughing, just going, well, you know. Do you know what? I, I make a living out of throwing cakes at people and playing pre-mix CDs, so, yeah. Um, yeah, all full last. No, I don't know that for a fact. All full last. Exactly. Because, exactly. But saying that, it's like, is he happy? 
Is he happy? <laughs> he's probably, <laughs> he's probably <laughs> ecstatic. Depends what kind of cake he's got for dinner. <laughs> the fucking Forbes <laughs> top ten yeah, of I mean, dinner. If, if he's got some good cake for dinner after his after whatever he's had for dinner, then he's probably, probably quite happy. Probably delighted. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, right, what we got to talk about? We got? Um, so we've covered off releases, gigs. We had a chat about gigs. Um, oh, there was one thing that I mentioned. Um, I'm actually playing, um, you mentioned Sick Note. Yeah. Um, and I totally forgot. Um, I am playing down in Brighton. Yeah, I love uh, that night. It, yeah. I'm playing at uh, Gay Pride. Yeah. At Sick Goals. Note. L- yeah. That's, and, the, that's um, the one. That's Every the year. Game. I mean, that's uh, sick. I did that I did that a couple of years ago. It's wicked. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I played a few years yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I walked in there. And, um, it was a fucking it's mosh a rave. pit. It's it a rave. It was a mosh pit. It's a rave. It was just yeah. people <laughs> losing their fucking it's, marbles. It's one of the best nights to play out in the country. That's it. Uh, no, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. So it's probably give, worth giving them a shout. That's yeah. it. Big shout out to Steve as well for running that. I mean, yeah, Steve. Yeah. August, I think it is. Yeah. Off the yeah. top of my head. I am away that weekend, otherwise I'll be there you with bells on. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you know who else is on the bill? It's Evil Nine. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know they're Brighton lads. Yeah. Um, and they're friends of mine. There's a breaks blossom. Well, sort of if the past. You can hear yeah. that's me pouring now. Third bottle of wine. Second. <laughs> Third. <laughs> I've only had two glasses, though. Mark's had <laughs> two glasses. <laughs> <laughs> goldfish bowls <laughs> um, so yeah that's um, and also the, um, we did have a question in about um, Australia oh, so Kim. yeah so what's yeah. Um, what's your plans for Australia Mark um, well um, as I, I don't know if you know this but um, well you know it but, yeah uh, my, my partner's Australian so I have a child Arlo who's half Australian we are looking into citizenship so I don't have to keep getting a fucking visa every time I go and play there, which would be great. And it means that I can come and go as I please. I plan on being in Australia late November to March, but that we're looking at extending that. Kim's question is actually a bit loaded because he's one of the guys behind the Blazing Swan Festival, which is in uh, WA. Mm. Um which he's asked me and Ben, you, yeah, yourself, yeah. Uh, to come play. Which I, I, I wanted to play this year, and I would have come. Just what's the dates of? Um, uh, it is is I think it's mid April. Okay. I, I think I want to put it in a diary. Yeah, yeah, I want to be doing. Yeah, it. Uh, obviously, I'll be booking a tour around it. Yeah, um, you know, we've had. Could be a lowering the tone tour. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, there could be. There could be some changes um, for that. Yeah. Depending on your diary as yeah. well. All I would say is watch this space on that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of hoping that, that our diaries, well, diaries, <laughs> planets align. And um, they are. We, we can actually <laughs> extend what we're doing and maybe do some Australian shows yeah. as low in a tone. So both myself and Ben can play some music mm. to Australians. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. yeah, the crowd in Australia is always awesome. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there Yeah, at the back end of this year and early next year, definitely. Yeah. Regarding as to where, just keep an eye on the mm. website, um, I'm trying to make it happen. Yeah, watch this space, I'll I think is the answer to that. I'll yeah. be there, whether, yeah. whether or not promoters will want me to come and do what I do, remains to be seen. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I mean, we did have a question which was, do you like rum punch? I mean, I mean, 
I don't know. I've Would never you like tried me to answer it. that? You've never, I've never tried, tried it. it no, no I, I, I last tried it at St Paul's Carnival in Bristol. I mean, this was about five years ago with my mates at the St Paul's Carnival. St Paul's. Um, St Paul's. Oh, St Paul's. <laughs> the St Paul's Carnival. St Paul's Carnival. I think it should be this renamed awesome. the St Paul's Carnival. See, that's in, not very PC. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I didn't just say that. Um, <laughs> uh, St Paul's Carnival. Um, yeah, I, 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 that was the last time I tried it, and I, I loved it. I had yeah. quite a lot of it. Yeah. Um, How did that work out for you? Really well. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I was dancing to Jungle for the whole afternoon, the whole night. Well, that just means you're just moving. Around. I was moving. <laughs> I was moving. I was shaking my ass um, <laughs> under the influence of Rum Punch um, and maybe some other things to, to Jungle for a long Fantastic. time. Good. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, I do like it. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'm you'd like it as well, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think um, I, I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always up for a bit of rum punch. Right. Yeah. Rum punch. Cool. So, are we done with the Facebook? I think we are done with the Facebook. Yeah. Right. Um, anything that we've discussed? Um, anyone that listens to the show regularly will know that um, you need to go over to the group, um, bring it up, and. We will, we will respond, of course. Do you know what I, mean? I think you have to apply to be a member of the group, don't you? Because it's a closed group is it, on yeah, Facebook. It, yeah, it is so, a closed group. You don't, you can't just like drop click us a, on it and you get in. It's yeah, like, yeah. We have to, we have to look at your. We profile. vet you. We have to look at your profile <laughs> and decide. We check you out first. <laughs> if, if you're allowed in, then you can comment on. I'm going to say I'm going to say this, and I don't mean <laughs> this isn't rude to anyone, but. If if your Facebook profile is DJ something, you, you won't get in. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, or DJ or something, anything to do with Armin Van Trance or, or something in your name. If you've got your name, <laughs> if you've got a genre in your name, yeah. you won't get in. Yeah, apart from Sarah. Yeah, but I did, I just thought she spelled it wrong. Yeah, she did because she she can't spell, but she's a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> We work on this. Yeah. <laughs> this is work in progress. Right. So I think that's it. Yeah. Have awesome. We, have we done it? Good is chat. There, is there anything else we need to chat about? I don't about? know. I think I think if there is anything else we need to chat about, maybe we can put it out there. And if anyone wants to know anything, they can let us know and we can talk about it a bit more. Since yeah. I'm just up the road now. So but you are. And, um, yeah, we can just do this whenever. Um, so I mean, what we haven't spoken about is, um, so you've got, you've got, you've got your own show. Yeah. So. I mean, we, we briefly touched on it. I know we briefly yeah. touched on it. I have it. got my own show and I'm going to start doing my own show. Yeah. Which uh, thank you to you, Mark. So for handling, handing me the reins, um, <laughs> you know, I feel like a cowboy um, <laughs> with my spurs on. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, my, my plan with it is to probably kind of touch some of the areas of the scene that you haven't touched. Oh, yeah. Um, people that I'm sort of close to through maybe the festival circuit um, and just bring in a slightly different kind of perspective on things. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, you know I, when, we, when we discussed it earlier, it's the... I kind of explained it for you, which yeah. I felt a bit bad for. No, that's fine. No, no, you explained it perfectly for me, though. That's just, um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, where we're at at the moment is we have this little collective. Mm. We're starting from scratch, mm. which is a nice place to be. 
We're going to be releasing a ton of music. Yeah. Anyone that's interested in getting involved, um, email Nadia at loweringthetone.london. Yeah. Um, Do not fret the uh, the back catalogue on lower on lot forty nine. Sorry. Yeah. Will be coming back. Will be available. Yeah. In forthcoming months. Yeah. Um, plus a bunch of new material we mm-hmm. are we look we, we are we got our eyes out for new new artists yeah and if 100%. you if you feel that you can bring something to the party yeah and you you've got something to offer then just hit us up um in fact hit nadia up because nadia's coordinating everything in that respect um at, like i say nadia at, at lowering the tone London. London. um and reg- re- with regarding bookings, this is another issue that we mm. you know, we mentioned earlier. Yep. Brought in house. Yep. You need to email Sarah at loweringthetone.london. That's the one. Yep. And if you want to talk to me, Mark at da 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 da. da. If you want to talk to me, Ben at loweringthetone.london. Anyway, so um, or you can go on the lowering the tone group. Um, yeah, group, group. Just, that's the group. So yeah. we've got the group, and then we've got the page. There's two, yeah. there's two different sort of sides to it. The page would be a bit more label focused. The group is more podcast podcast focused. So this is where we talk about the podcast, and yeah. that's the one. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, I know this show is a little bit all over the place. Um, a with the mixes and B with the conversation but um, we're going to try and do like one of these conversations maybe like every I know six months I mean so. I think I mean if anyone's got any recommendations for A shampoo or B hairstyles then it's please good. let us know you know we're a bit follically challenged here so well maybe in November yeah that's a good we'll time see what we can do yeah that'd be good yeah. I do want to grow a Tash, though. Yeah, Tash would be good. Maybe we can come back with... We can do a lowering the tone. The only Movember. Thing is, when I grow a Tash, it's ginger. No, no, I have that problem too. Yeah, I do have that problem too. Yeah. I've got a orangutash. Orangutash. <laughs> anyway, so um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Big love. So there you have it. Episode 13 of Lowering the Tone. As always, it was great chatting with Ben. If you want to discuss anything that we talked about in the show, head over to the Lowering the Tone Facebook group. It's just called Lowering the Tone. We have some music up and available on iTunes, Beatport, Track Source, and Bandcamp, amongst many platforms. Anything that you purchase, the money will be going to subsidise this show. So please give generously. Until next time, take care.
Hey, this is Rob from Producer Tech, and you're listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone. It's a bit of a sound, a bit weak. Yeah. Trying to do a bit more manly. <laughs> That's what I mean. My voice is all like <laughs> thin well, and reedy. <coughs> 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 <laughs> I need to do it as soon as I get out of bed. And I'll be like... Mm. Um, that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> why, why are you there with a microphone? Hand me the mic. 